In the last episode, I showed you how to make an advanced search by creating the search model. And then inside here to handle the various conditional options, I gave you some methods that you can use to do that. But I'm honestly not that uh, impressed with this approach because it's uh, more complicated than it really needs to be. And as mentioned in some of the comments in the last episode, uh, there are uh, some plugins out there which can really help you clean this uh, conditional logic up. Um, but I'll probably demo those in future episodes, but in this episode I want to focus on how we can clean this up in Rails 2.1, which by the way is now out. You can just do gem install Rails and you'll get 2.1. Um, now 2.1 comes with named scopes, so let's, let's see how we can use those to uh, probably clean this up somehow. In episode 108, I showed you how to create some named scopes, and these are the various named scopes we created on the product model. Now, uh, one way we can go about this is creating a new named scope for each of the various conditional options we need to pass uh, using our search, our advanced search. And if we did that, it might look something like this, where we have a separate named scope for each of the various parameters we're trying to search on. And we can use this to chain the various scopes together and make our conditional call in our search model. Now, I don't really care for this approach for a couple of reasons. One is that it's moving the search logic out of the search model and into our product model. Uh, you could argue that this is a, a good thing, but I don't know. It's, it's, I would like to just keep the search in one place in our search model. And it's also making named scopes which are only used once instead of the advanced searching. I don't plan to use any of these in anywhere else in our controller or, or any views or any other models. So for named scopes which are only used in one location, it doesn't really seem like it's worth, worth it to create a new named scope for each one of those inside of our product model and clutter, clutter this up. So let's not do this. Uh, let's try a different technique of creating named scopes on the fly. So back in our search model, we can use what's called anonymous scope to generate name scopes on the fly. To do that, we can use this name scope called scoped. And what this does is it allows you to pass any kind of find options you want into here and generate a name scope with those options instantly. So we can say we want some conditions in here and then just pass along those conditions. Pretty cool. This uh, has the advantage of any named scope and the fact that we can chain them together. So we can chain multiple named scopes or anonymous scopes together one after another uh, to basically do the functionality that we want. To do this we can just create a new blank scope to start us off. So let's just do that by passing calling scoped and just passing an empty hash. This way it'll do a find without any kind of conditions and it actually doesn't do a find yet it allows us to build any scopes onto this that we want first. So what we can do is call scoped onto this scope to further chain the scopes and add conditions onto here. And so we can do that for each of these conditions that we pass. And so that unless condition at the end there will only use those conditions, add that scope basically, if the value isn't blank. So returning our scope here will perform that same find uh, that basically do the same thing that all this code does down here, 
it's just in a much cleaner manner. So although this is much nicer than what we had before, I think there's still ways to improve it further. For one thing, we still have a lot of duplication here on each line, which is kind of unnecessary, just a lot of noise going on. One way to improve this a little bit is to create our own variation of an anonymous scope that we can just pass conditions to. So to understand how to do this, we can take a look at how Rails actually implements anonymous scopes in the framework itself. So here's our named scope module inside of Active Record, and this is where all that functionality is implemented. And here we can see that Active Record base, any kind of model that includes this named scope functionality, automatically comes with this scoped named scope, which is what we've been using as an anonymous scope. And as you can see, it just uses a block to uh, pass an argument into, which it just passes further along into the find options. So it just takes find options in here, just passes it along as the find options for the named scope. So it's very, very simple functionality here, but it gives us a lot of flexibility in generating named scopes on the fly. So back in our application, we can use that concept of an anonymous scope and kind of expand upon it and create our own variation of an anonymous scope that's kind of directed towards creating uh, conditions on a scope. So to do this, I'm going to create a new initializer, which just adds a global name scope. I'm just going to call it global name scopes. And I'm just going to add a scope to active record base in here. So I can just define that, open up the class again, and add our name scope here. I'll call it uh, conditions. And then this way, what I want it to do is be able to just accept conditions directly instead of having to go through that scoped uh, method. And to do that, it accepts a block, and then those pass uh, multiple arguments, and those are the conditional arguments. Passes the conditions hash, passes, passes the arguments directly into that. Now I wouldn't normally just open up a class directly like this and just mess around with it, uh, but in this case I think it's just a simple one-liner that we can get away with it. Uh, the alternative is to move this into a module and just include it into the active record base. But uh, I think for just one line, it's okay to just open up the class again. Anyway, uh, this conditions anonymous option uh, name scope will basically allow us to remove all this and just call conditions onto here. And since it's no longer passing an array, we're passing multiple arguments we can remove that array definition as well. So this cleans up it up a little bit. Uh, it's still not quite as clean as I would like. The fact that we're having to reset the scope local variable each time is a little bit uh, kind of a smell in a sense where it's not really something I like to do. Um, there are, I think, some ways around this that might require some digging into the Rails framework itself and changing the functionality of name scope but that sounds like a fun little job we might want to save for another episode. But um, until then, let me know if you have any suggestions on how we can further refactor this bit of code and further improve its style directly using Rails 2.1. In addition to Rails Cast, I'm starting another series of screencasts titled Everyday Active Record. So these episodes are about 30 minutes each and they're only $5. So the first one, I cover associations, some basic associations with 
uh, one to many and many to many. And in the next one, I move on to performing finds on models and how you can refactor those into the proper locations and use name scopes to really get the most out of your finds. So if you've been struggling with any active record functionality or you just want to brush up on your basics of active record, I highly recommend you check it out. You can find it at the Prag Pragmatic Programmer site, uh, pragprog.com. This episode is exclusively sponsored by PeepCode Screencasts. Please visit peepcode.com to find high-quality screencasts and PDF mini-books on Ruby on Rails.